2: My first credit card is from when I was like 18 years old. It was only $800 $800 and I've had it, it was like maxed out at 800 for like 12 years or something. Ridiculous. Oh no.
0: Hello and welcome to Financials Podcast Futurage. I'm your host, Barbara Ginty, and I am also a CFP, which is a certified financial planner. And I am here with my guest today, Amy. Hi, Amy.
2: Good morning. Hi, Barbara. How are you?
0: Good. How are you doing?
2: Doing good. Happy
0: it's Saturday. I am happy. I'm so happy it is Saturday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love the weekend. So Amy, tell me a little bit about yourself, how old you are, where you live, what you do for work. And I will tell the listeners, we have a lovely spreadsheet that is color-coded, which we will go over shortly.
2: So I'm 32. I live in Brooklyn, New York, originally from Long Island. And I'm a speech language pathologist, aka a speech therapist, as most people know it.
0: Oh, very nice. Now, do you do that in a school? Yes, I work in the public school system. Very nice. Gosh, I used to be a New Yorker. <laughs> well, technically, I don't pay taxes in New York. I spend not all my time, but a lot of time in Utah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. but I do miss the city. Okay, amazing. So you're 32 speech therapists, as it's commonly referred to. It looks like based on the spreadsheet you sent over, your gross salary is almost 81000 a year. Correct. Amazing. Okay, and so as we all know, because we've had a lot of New Yorkers on the pod, Mm -hmm. generally rent is one of your biggest expenses yes definitely your rent seems very reasonable based on the spreadsheet so it looks like you get paid um, twice a month the first and the 15th yep okay and so then after you know taxes fica taxes all of that you're getting 1989 per pay period which is the first and the 15th and so it looks like you did a great job here because I'm showing your rent as 1710 yes do you have roommates I don't
2: I live in a studio so I did have roommates
0: How did you find a studio in Brooklyn for 1710? <laughs> That's what I want to know.
2: <laughs> it is rent controlled, so I could just kind of got lucky. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a a great price. Yeah, because usually when we have new workers on, we see either a roommate situation, which is like totally normal and help save, or we see like somewhere like two to three thousand. And I've been told, since I haven't lived there for a bit, I've been told that the rent went up substantially last year. Like people were seeing forty, fifty percent increases.
2: Yeah, I had my, my previous roommate had that situation. She moved like when we separated ways, she moved into a place during COVID. And then they like, next year, they hiked up the price like crazy. She had to move again. So that's just so terrible.
0: Because no. moving in general, like anywhere, probably across the country is terrible. But I think that moving in New York City is a special kind of hell.
2: Yeah. Yep. So I just re-signed my lease. It only went up like $25. So. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Happy to stay here.
0: Yeah, amazing. Okay, because I like how you did it. So you have your income coming in, your first pay of the month is on the 1st, 1989, which more than covers your rent, right? Because it's 1710. Mm -hmm. We'll go over some of your other expenses. You have SLP toolkit. I didn't know what that was.
2: It's like a program I use for work. It helps me like track data. and. Oh, okay. It's pretty helpful.
0: So you pay for it. Yeah. Okay. So we have $24 for that. Yep. And then it looks like you're bringing in another little bit of income, $175.
2: Yeah. I do a morning program once a week. So it
0: varies, but
2: it's a little extra. So yeah, that's
0: great. Okay. And then we have a couple subscriptions. We have hers, Netflix. Lemonade, Verizon, Apple Music,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, Spotify, AT and T, and we'll just like um run down. So like eighty five dollars, ten dollars, forty five. We have Lending Club for three forty. Verizon at seventy four ninety nine. Is that for the purchase of the phone? Because you have Verizon and AT and T.
2: Verizon is my internet. Verizon is your internet. Yes. Oh, lucky. It's pretty low. Yeah, you are right. But
0: I I tried to like see if I can reduce it, but it seems like that's the lowest it can go. So. Yeah, they really get you on the internet. Do, do you have an option in Brooklyn? Because I feel like when I was in the city, we just had one provider, Time Warner. I think there might have been options. I forget. Actually, no, I think in my building, it's just Verizon. Verizon. Yeah, that's a problem. I feel like in certain areas in New York, you don't really, yeah. they're like, this is the internet provider, and this is the price, yeah. and there's no competition. So good luck. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so Verizon's roughly 75. Apple Music is six. Insurance is 139. Mm-hmm. Honda would your car 279 con ed is 38 spotify 10 and then 18 t is 145 but going to 117
2: yeah i have like a payment plan for the phone okay so that's supposed to be done in like three months so it should reduce again perfect Um, I do pay for my mom's phone service too. So that's why it's a little high. It's for two lines.
0: Amy, you're a kindred spirit here. I am the only one that pays for my parents that we've had on. And we've had like 200 something episodes. Everyone's like, I'm on my parents' plan. And I'm like, I pay for my parents.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of wish I wasn't anymore, but she does give, she contributes like a little bit towards it.
0: I think that's very nice of you. I bet you she paid for your plan when you were growing up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy to help out in a way. I think that's fantastic. I wanted someone to join me on the I pay for my parents. Um, okay, perfect. So then your total income, and I'm just looking at the spreadsheet. I'm assuming this includes the morning program as well. It comes to um, thirty nine seventy one. Yeah. Perfect. And then your total spent for bills works out to be. We'll just round use round numbers twenty nine hundred. Yeah. Okay, so we have leftover after those bills, like all those auto bills, and the manual. A couple of them are manual, which you indicated. You have a thousand sixty-five dollars left over. Yeah. Then for that, we have food shopping at three hundred, gas at forty, eating out at one forty, cats, so pet care at a hundred, self care at a hundred, and the laundry at forty. Yeah. Three hundred and forty-five dollars left over after expenses, and so then you have it divvied up between your emergency fund and American Express savings and then the lending club making a principal-only payment, and then your Roth IRA at 45.
2: Yeah, that's the ideal. That's what I kind of want, because I'm I'm not sure how I should use that money. I started listening to your podcast. I think you were on um, Breakup Besties podcast?
0: Yes, I was. I was on her podcast.
2: That's how we found you, and then I just took a deep dive and <laughs> really, like, so it was something I really need to work on. So I thank you for that. And yeah, so I'm trying to figure out what to do with this money. Absolutely.
0: Well, okay. So first of all, two things, which I already made. I love that the rent is like reasonable. Like the old school way of figuring it out was like one of your deposits in should cover your rent and your utilities and you're like spot on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially being in Brooklyn, that's so rare to see. So that's fantastic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The second thing is you're picking up a bit of a side hustle, which I always, as you've listened, I love yeah. when you bring in a little bit extra because it just helps. So I have a couple questions. What is the lending club?
2: Okay. So I have previously been in like pretty bad credit card debt. I have eight credit cards.
0: Wait, you have eight credit cards currently? I
2: do, but now they are all... Consolidated? Yeah. So basically what I did was consolidated them and that's what the lending club is. So I consolidated them and got a personal loan. Perfect. That 340 is like a three-year plan to pay off. It was about $11,000 total was the loan.
0: Okay. And then what's your interest rate on that loan?
2: It's 7.09.
0: Okay. Cause you're making the principal payment every month, which is great. And so with the existing payment, so basically monthly on the lending club, you're putting 340 as the auto pay, and then you're doing an additional hundred. You're putting 440 away a month on that. And so with 440 a month, you think you'll have that paid off in like, is it 36 months basically? It's supposed to be 36 months with just the 340 payment. Okay. So you'll be done early. Yeah. So that works out to be 15,840 for 36 months at that 440 rate.
2: Yeah. So I wasn't sure how it, how it would work. I know I can make a principal only payment. And like I said, I just, this is like ideal. I haven't started this yet. Okay. Make a principal only payment, but I figured it would be a good way to spend the money because I will have my student loans coming back eventually.
0: Okay, yes. Yeah. So we see that we have, um, and you're in the public service loan forgiveness program. Yes. Amazing. And so those are currently deferred? Correct. Amazing. Okay. So I see the personal loan down under debt. Okay. So that's the lending club. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you've paid off a good portion of it. So now you have currently have outstanding 9,324. So yes, because it's a higher interest rate, I like the idea of making the principal only payment because once you get rid of that, you're going to get 440 back into your budget, which is a lot. Yeah. So
2: I thought that would be a good way to, like, I don't have a lot of room in my budget um, and I've only just started this journey. So yeah, I wanted to like find a way to maximize
0: it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because your payment for your student loans, because the public service loan forgiveness is supposed to be a percentage of your income. It will be 330 when it comes back out. I know you said it looks like potentially 165.
2: Yeah. So it should be th- Last time it was calculated. So I've actually, because I started working in two thousand nineteen, I graduated in two thousand nineteen. So I actually have never had to make a payment on my loan. Okay. Because of COVID. Yep. I'm supposed to start paying April twenty twenty. I think. So I really, ha- I haven't made any payments, and I haven't had to because I'm in the program. So each every month has counted towards the program. Which is fantastic. It should be around three thirty. Might go up a little bit because my income went up, but. Mm-hmm. Um, If the Biden's loan forgiveness program mm-hmm. potentially could reduce it, I think they were going to change the income based like percentage to five percent instead of ten percent. So that's what I'm I put over there, but I I don't know for sure. Right. Yeah.
0: Because it's a big, it's all up in the air. Okay. So I like the idea of like tackling the personal loan while we're on pause for the student loan. Yeah. And because the. Student loan forgiveness, I think, is a great program. So I would only pay what you have to pay for that and then get it forgiven because there's no tax for it to be forgiven. Yeah. And as long as you intend to stay at that school or a school that qualifies, I think that's a great way to get it. I have a large balance, so I'm happy to stay. Yeah, okay. So yes, for the listeners, the balance on the student loan is $71,222.06 with a total interest rate of 6.63%. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at these two loans, I want to get rid of the personal loan first, because if the student loan comes in at 330 and not 170, 165, mm-hmm. I don't know how long they're going to defer it. But basically, you'll get rid of the personal loan and then pay your student loan, right? And so your budget will stay approximately the same, except you won't have that $100 principal payment. Mm-hmm. That would be ideal. And the better case scenario would be they reduce the mandated payment on your student loan and it goes to 165 and you get the personal loan paid off because then you're getting 440 back in your budget and you're only having to then change your outgoing by 165, which would be like the ideal. Yeah, fingers fingers crossed on Yeah, because then you have an extra 275 a month that you didn't have prior yeah. with this setup. Okay, so I like that idea. Like t- let's tackle Lending Club, get that off of your line items mm-hmm. and then see where we fall with the student loans when that comes back in. What's the payment and when does it start up again?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I love that they're counting every month. That's great because it's 10 years. So yeah. <laughs> you're going to get it. I'll have
2: like four years.
0: You're going to have like four years. Yeah. Which is amazing. <laughs>
2: well, that's
0: it worked out in my favor. Yeah. You mean, you timed it perfectly.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: And I like what you're doing with the other money. So um, your monthly savings. So I like the emergency fund. So your current balance in the emergency is 150. Cause as you said, you're just starting this, right? Yeah. So I like the idea of putting money towards the emergency fund because then in the future for you, As you build up your emergency fund, that will help you avoid the credit cards because the credit cards is what happens when you don't have an emergency fund and there's an emergency, you have to come up with it somewhere, right? Yeah. And then in your Amex savings, you have $1,069 and you're putting a hundred towards that too. So that's Mm -hmm. fantastic. You do for savings, you have the Roth, which I think is a great idea, putting money towards that. And do you have that set up auto or do you just wait and see how it goes monthly?
2: Right now it's manual. Yeah. Cause I just, I just opened it. And so I also didn't like, I was listening to your podcast and I was like, Oh, I need a rock. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, but I don't know if it even makes sense because my savings is so low. Like I don't know if it makes sense for me to,
0: even have it? Uh, I want you to have it.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, Okay. So I think because you're 32, you're in your 30s, if you can swing it, especially because you're doing that side hustle and you're bringing in 175, I would still do it. Because you're putting, Mm -hmm. basically the way we're doing the breakdown is you're putting 200 towards your emergency fund, right? Because you just have, if you needed to, you could use the Amex savings.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: So it's basically 200 months towards like pure savings, just like cash savings, and then 45 towards the Roth. I think that's fine. And then it looks like you're doing, you have your 414H. Is that through school? Yeah. So that's my pension. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. And then we have a TDA. Which is tax deferred annuity. Mm -hmm. So you're doing 6% into there? Yes. Perfect. And then you're doing... The pension is, because you know I love a good pension, Mm -hmm. Uh, the pension is just under 6% as well. Yeah, that they calculate. For you, yep. Do they give you an estimate? I know you just started, but do they give you an estimate of what your pension should be worth at retirement or...
2: It depends on, like, how long you're there. Um, they actually had a pension clinic, like, a few weeks ago that I attended. So there's a lot of factors.
0: There's a lot of factors. You're like, time, age. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'll stay here. Yeah. How many years do you have to be in the district to, qual- uh, to vest in the pension? Five years for vesting. Perfect. That kind of aligns with the student loan forgiveness, right? Because mm-hmm. you have probably, what, six more years left on that? Yeah. Okay. And so by that time you'll be vested in the pension? Mm-hmm. I would be vested in two years, actually. Oh, amazing. Okay. So usually the pension is a calculation and they're all a little bit different, but one of the factors that gives you the best pension is the service time, right? How, how long did you work there? Mm-hmm. Service time is very different than vesting. Vesting means when are you like secured in the pension plan? Because sometimes the vest is 10 years.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's five
0: years. So that's fantastic. Okay, so even if you don't stay for thirty, because you know it sounds like a, a jail sentence sometimes, right? You're like you're gonna do thirty years, <laughs> but you never know. It can it can go quickly. It does, it does right? That time flies in the thirties. It does time. So at least you'll be vested, and then you'll have a little something if not. Might just be a couple hundred bucks a month. But the way I look at it is if someone wants to send me a check, I'll take whatever amount it is. Yes. And if you end up staying 20 years or 15 years or a longer timeframe, it'll just be more valuable. Mm-hmm. So perfect. Okay. So basically, I'm happy with your setup. I think the key, I think the personal loan will free you up a lot when we get rid of that. Cause otherwise, it would be really tight if you had your student loan payment and that. Gosh, you, if with the existing, student loan payment, it would be 670 a month with just the personal loan and the student loan. So that's a lot of your income for debt. My savings one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think get rid of the personal loan and then let's keep our fingers crossed. It'd be great if they lowered the amount for the public service forgiveness, because if that's 165 you get 275 back in your budget. And if that were to happen, what I would do with that is I would increase your emergency fund with the difference.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: So if you're already doing 200 and you could double that and get that number 400 to the emergency fund Mm -hmm. in a year's time, you'll have almost 5,000 in there. Yeah, and that's a nice, you know, comfortable spot to be in to have that, and then it snowballs, right? Because then once you get enough in the emergency fund, then you can up the Roth. Yeah. So think about it as like stepping stones. So first stepping stone is going to be we're going to get rid of the we're going to focus on the the personal loan and get rid of that. At that point, we'll probably have some more clarity about the student loan, and depending on what that looks like, we probably add a bit more to the emergency fund. Whether that's fifty bucks or two hundred bucks, it'll just depend on where you fall with your your student loan, right? Mm-hmm. And then once the emergency fund is at a solid amount okay, and that averages between, right, like you want to work towards six months, if you can get up to 12, that's great. Once you get to a certain level that's comfortable, like I would say five or 6,000, mm-hmm. then you could ramp down how much you're putting towards the emergency fund and maybe split the difference between that and the Roth. Okay. Does that make sense?
2: Yes, it does. Yeah, I think it's good to... I mean, I feel tend to feel a little behind because I've never really, you know, I've been working for many years and I, I don't know, just was never taught how to do this. <laughs> so
0: it's amazing. You never get a lesson on this in school, isn't it? What did, what did you do before you? Cause you went, so you graduated school in 2019. Mm-hmm. What were you doing before that? So
2: while I was in school, I was working just like at a deli and with a catering company. And now looking back, I'm like, wow, I wish I saved that money. But I just always like was money was burning a hole in my pocket. So I just spent a bit. So it was like very irresponsible. But yeah, you know, just random jobs. I worked in retail for a while. Just kind of took me a while to
0: figure out what I wanted to do. So well. The good news is you have a great career path, you have good earning potential, and you're still really, really young. Yeah, you know, because you don't learn about it, and so some people will come in to see me in their like late fifties, early sixties, and then they say like, "Okay, I want to retire," but they didn't save anything for that entire time, or very little, Mm -hmm. Um, and so that is a harder thing to rectify. So I wouldn't worry about comparing yourself to being behind. Everyone's on their own path. I think. What you have going for you is you have a very, very good earnings. You have a very low rent relative to where you're living. You have public service forgiveness, which is a great, fantastic program, right? Because you got an education and ideally we get the bulk of it forgiven from a a loan standpoint. And you have like 30 plus years to save for retirement, which is plenty of time. Okay, yeah, And you might have a pension, which as you know, makes me very happy.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I'm learning more about it. I'm like, yeah, that does sound really good.
0: (laughs) What I say when I teach a retirement class and it doesn't work out this way for everybody, because as you know, pensions are just like rare animals these days. And so- I always say a nice retirement is a three-legged stool because obviously it's very secure, you know, obviously two legs you fall over. Mm-hmm. The three legs are your own savings. Yeah pension, and then social security. And so a lot of people have to take care of two of the legs on their own, right? They have to save extra to compensate if they don't have a pension. So therefore there's more, more responsibility for them, right? To cover two thirds of what they need for retirement. And then usually around one third is your social security. And a lot of people say they don't think it's going to be around. I really hope it is around because even right now, the majority of seniors that their single largest source of income in retirement. So a lot of people rely on it and it's I think it's a fascinating feature like if you study the history of it it's a, it's a fantastic program um, they do have to make some changes to it so that it's available for us and it won't be as available i don't think my projection is we probably won't get it till we're in our 70s mm-hmm. but life expectancy is different when they first came out with social security the life expectancy for a male was 63 i believe and the collection age was 65 so it was like <laughs> They weren't expecting people to collect for 30 years, which is what is happening, right? Like you collected 62 and you live to be like 92, like you collected for 30 years. It's a long time. So yeah, so you're in a good spot because even, and you might decide down the road that once you get through your public loan forgiveness program that you might want to leave the school district and do something different. And that's totally fine. You just, with your personal finances, just always adjust because obviously life, changes. But for right now, I think it's a great spot to be where you're contributing into a pension, you're almost vested in it. And that gives you the opportunity while in the school district to get your loans forgiven. Okay. Any other questions for me?
2: Yeah, so I wasn't sure about the IRA, so the, the Roth, so I will keep that. I know you speak about, like, sinking funds, and I do sometimes try to use, like, cash for savings and things like that, too. I don't know if you could recommend certain apps, but, like, I know certain bank accounts you can, like, put, like, kind of, like,
0: categories. Yeah, I like the, I mean, I think everybody works a little differently. I personally like the categories. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, I don't know all of the banks that have them, but I know that Ally has the categories, ALY. They also have a high-yield savings account, which I should mention. You want to make sure at least with your cash, you're getting paid on it, because you see here
2: mm-hmm.
0: with the loans, the interest rates are like 6 to 7%.
2: Yeah,
0: Banks don't pay you quite as much to keep cash, but you can get like 3% in the bank as long yeah. as you check that. And so that's important. At least we're making um, some money on the cash. But yeah, Ally lets you break it up so you can save for... Your emergency fund, you could save for a vacation. And I I kind of like that. I also like using one of the online institutions because in my opinion, if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. The way I do it doesn't make this right. But the way I do it is I have, I use Ally because I got set up with them a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And I have the categories And then I also do the secret savings where they like randomly pull money from your account. And that actually might work really well for you. You could do Ally secret savings. We've had other people who really like Digit. Now Digit charges you. So it's the big difference between Digit and Ally. But Digit basically steals money from you (laughs) and puts it in another account. That's the only way I can describe it. They literally come in and they're like, okay, we're going to take like a dollar today. And then tomorrow, maybe we'll take 25 cents. And they take these like little random amounts that you kind of don't notice. And all of a sudden you have like a couple hundred bucks there.
2: Yeah, uh, my savings account, the American Express one, is a high yield savings account, by the way. Okay, amazing. I think they just raised it. It's 3.3%. Perfect. That's fantastic. It does. Earn a little bit.
0: Yeah, so you could look at Digit. The one thing you have to be careful about Digit is they charge you. Okay. So if it's not working, it's not worth it because you're paying for something. Mm-hmm. If you have to keep suspending it because they're taking too much money, the reason I do like it is you can set like a target for your emergency fund, and then they like kind of steal money from you. You do have to be careful because sometimes they get a little aggressive, and you're like, "Whoa,
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> I to pay." Mm-hmm. They basically monitor your account, and then that's the way I describe it. They like come in and steal some money. Ally also has the surprise savings features, what they call it, and they randomly come in and take money. It's not as frequent. The amounts are bigger. Okay. And Ally's doesn't have a fee? Does not have a fee. They're a savings account. And hopefully, if anyone thinks that I'm wrong, let me know, because... I researched it pretty quickly, but as far as I saw, it was just a feature of the savings account where digit is an app you pay for. But those are like I sometimes I feel like you have to trick yourself a little. Like at least I like to have that's why I like to have my savings not linked to my it's linked to my checking, but not there, right? It's like in a different account. Mm-hmm. That makes sense.
2: My car lease is up in May. So Okay. I want to pay less money. <laughs> <laughs> Like my credit score is like a million times better than it
0: was when I first I was gonna say it's probably so much better right since you aggregated everything Yeah it's
2: amazing so I'm hoping that like I can negotiate I've also considered like going carless but I just So I was gonna ask you about that so what do you use the car for? I use it to drive to work but I do also have a bike I think because like I grew up somewhere where driving was like the standard it's more like a luxury to be honest
0: Oh, it's definitely, in New York City, it's definitely a luxury.
2: Yeah, so I don't know. I'm trying to,
0: I know, and I, I would save a lot of money. I was going to say, I have an idea for you. Yeah. You might hate it. What if you just got rid of it for one year? For one year, you just took the subway, rode your bike. I mean, what you would save on the car, even if you did it for one year, just to get rid of the personal loan,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you just said, I'm going to do 12 months or even nine months. You could just structure it until it's time again. Yeah. And just like ride your bike in the spring, because spring is beautiful. Fall is beautiful. Kind of suck up the summertime. It won't be as beautiful. Uh, it'll be hot because basically you're spending four eighteen a month. So if you got rid of, if you didn't get a new lease for nine months, you would save thirty seven hundred dollars.
2: Well, wow. Yeah.
0: How far is the bike ride to work? It's
2: like a half an hour, and I do I do it when it's like nice out, and I've even done it when it was like colder when I was more motivated. <laughs> But I can also take the bus. Like it's, I have a commuter like benefits program from work too.
0: Oh, perfect.
2: Yeah, so I I do feel kind of like I'm being kind of spoiled with the car.
0: So why don't you do this if your lease is coming up? Why don't you try like six months without it and see how it goes? Because mm-hmm. don't you have to move it like alternate side of the street parking?
2: Yeah, well, it usually coincides with work. Okay, like um, and luckily parking is not an issue by me. Okay, also amazing, but. <laughs> Yeah. I know a lot of people, like most people don't, like I don't need a car. I definitely don't need it, you know, mm-hmm. metropolitan area, you know? So yeah, that was something I was considering.
0: Yeah, I would do it. So this is the thing. I think that everything, when you do it as a temporary change is more palatable. Mm-hmm. So why don't you just try, when the comes up just say, I'm going to take a little breather from the car. It's not a permanent change. It's a temporary, I'm going to try it. And if I hate it, I'll go back to it. And if I, maybe it ends up being not that bad and you're like, wow, I'm saving so much. It's worth it to me.
2: Yeah. Also, if I get the car, I'm probably going to have to take all the money out of the savings. Yeah, because you're going to have to put down more
0: money. Yeah. Yes. So why don't you try it? Try it for six. It's a great workout, right? Yeah. Riding your bike. So like, then you get like a workout and the days it's bad weather, you just take the bus. Yeah. I would try it. I think it'll make a big difference in your budget. And if you absolutely hate it and you're miserable, just add it back. You could literally probably get your entire personal loan paid off by the end of the year. That would be amazing. Without the car. I would have no debt. Which would be amazing.
2: Which I never thought would happen.
0: <laughs> You'd have no debt. Yeah. You'd have go from eight credit cards to literally no debt.
2: Yeah. My first credit card is from when I was like 18 years old. It was only $800, $800 and I've had it. It was like maxed out at 800 for like... 12 years or something
0: (laughs) ridiculous oh no oh my god they so take advantage because I'm sure you're paying you know the interest on that I don't even want to know
2: Just always paid just did the monthly payment monthly payment
0: like minimum or whatever yep literally never goes away if you just pay the minimum yeah actually I think that's a great idea Mm -hmm. I saw that on your spreadsheet and it's very rare to see a car in the city just because the insurance is higher, right? Being in a city. Yeah. And you have great public transportation. I think if you ride your bike for six months and have, and then at the end of that, after riding your bike for six months, you have literally no debt, which you've had for a long time. I think that will be a very liberating feeling. I'll be unstoppable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and every time you ride your bike, you're like, I'm doing this so that I'm debt-free. Yeah. Completely <laughs> debt-free. In a sh- very short amount of time, if you think about how long you had the debt for, like how quickly you would be rid of it. Yeah.
2: I have an appointment to meet with... um like to go to the car dealership in two weeks.
0: They're going to tell you to get a new car. They're going to like give us all of your money. I wanted to,
2: I told him I want to discuss my options. So it, it's like a friend of a friend. So
0: okay, good. hopefully he's, but he's going to be disappointed if
2: he doesn't get a commission.
0: Yes. Just be wary. Remember, they're not fiduciaries. Yeah. So they want to make money. I think you'll feel so good if you have literally, and then, oh my gosh. Because think about how much you'd free up in your budget once you got rid of the personal loan, especially if you're still on student loan deferment, mm-hmm. you'll have $440 back in your budget monthly, $440 yeah. once that's paid. That's a lot of money monthly. Yes. That's if you go right back to having the same car payment and insurance. But if you mm-hmm. if you pay off the personal loan mm-hmm. and you stay taking public transportation, then back in your budget, once the loan is paid off and you don't have a car or car insurance, this is how much you have back in your budget. And I feel like the listeners, if they could vote, would say, don't do it you would have $858 back in your budget.
2: Not inclu- That wouldn't be including what I'm already putting towards saving and, and stuff, right?
0: No, no, no. That's just no car, no car insurance, and no personal loan. $858 back in your budget. Yeah. I vote ride a bike. <laughs> I think so too. Because then once you have no car and car insurance and the personal loan is paid, if you save that amount of money for 12 months, you will have over $10,000 saved in your emergency fund. Yeah, okay. You're going to love riding a bike. <laughs> You're gonna have to do it. Yeah. And then after, after like the personal loan is paid off, and you have that like ten thousand dollars in your emergency fund, you might be like, you know what? I never want a car again. Yeah. <laughs> That'll just give you a lot more financial freedom.
2: Yeah, because I do want to like. I don't like it being so tight. Like it is pretty tight right now. I mean, I do okay, and I, I try to like budget. I, that's why I started budgeting. You know, like the. Food shopping and things like that, but it would be nice to have more.
0: You will have without the car, and once we get rid of the personal loan, you will have so much more freedom. Will you? Will you please get rid of the car and then send us a picture of you biking? <laughs> I actually think it's really nice. One of my favorite parts of living in the city um, was not having a car. I walked mm. all over. I walked to meet people for dinner. People would take the subway. I always tried to walk. Yeah, I walked so many miles a day. It just you know just like had to plan a little bit differently because I tried yeah. to walk. Yeah, a lot. And so you have to just leave earlier, but that's one thing now that I drive a car more that I really miss is that like, I have to like intentionally work out and go for a walk. And it's like, before I could just walk anything I was doing, like walk to the grocery store, walk to meet a friend, walk to go to the office, like everything was walking. So I didn't even really have to work out that much. Cause I was like walking like yeah. six to seven, eight, sometimes like eight miles on the weekend. It's amazing exercise too. So good for you so good for you. And then I didn't have to like, I really didn't go to the, and I lived in a walk up. So I got like six flights of stairs (laughs) multiple times a day. (laughs) And so now I have to go on this damn stair stepper, which I think is worse. I'd rather just have to do it to get home. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you can suck that up, I think that will literally change your entire financial trajectory in like 12 to 24 months.
2: I'm glad I brought it up. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I go to Long Island sometimes, but really not that often. It's not enough to like warrant paying that much money a month you know like if I really wanted to go out there I could rent a car or you know take the train
0: you could take the train or do a zip car or something like that perfect amazing um I want you to come back on in like 12 to 24 months
2: I probably will have to because then I won't know what to do with the money so
0: (laughs) okay perfect Amy thank you so much for coming on this is a really fun episode
2: Yes, thank you so much. I was so excited to come on.
0: Well, I appreciate it. And for all of our lovely listeners, you can follow our most up to date information on Instagram at Future Rich Podcast. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership.